Hello and welcome back to World Cup Nuggets Daily, our regular podcast covering all the facts you didn't know about the 32 finalists in Qatar. Joining me as ever is Adam Bushby. You alright, Ad? Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. And joining us as ever is the author of World Cup Nuggets, Richard Foster. How are you, Richard? Uh, I'm very good, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Very good, very good. Uh, World Cup Nuggets, the book, revised and updated for the upcoming festivities, is now available and you can buy it from our website, housingpublishing.co.uk. So please do that after this episode. Uh, today's is on one of England's group, but a team it might be a stretch to get behind, even for those of us who dread an England victory. Uh, it's Iran. But for now, we will get on with the Nuggets. And for that, it's over to you, Richard. So Carlos Querios, who we've all heard of, he's been around quite a while, is probably the, one of the most experienced managers at this World Cup. He's been in charge of Portugal twice. He was in charge of UAE. He's been in charge of South Africa. This is his second spell with Iran. So he was in, responsible for the 2014 and 2018 World Cup. He probably is the only manager at this World Cup to fail in qualification with two different countries. So he was he was in charge of Colombia and they bombed out. And then he took over Egypt and they didn't get there. And now he's at Iran. So he's managed to say, right, well look at my look at my record. I fell with Colombia, I fell with Egypt. What you need to do is take me on. And they go, oh that's a good idea. So he's in now in charge of Iran at the world. And he only took over in September. So either He's a very good talker or he's got a good agent because looking at his recent record is not that impressive. But there he is. There is Carlos Perios, and we're not going to query with that. <laughs> I reckon his pitch goes along the lines of, here's a picture of Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Do you remember him? <laughs> I know me him. next to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. We, we, we were together. I taught him everything. Yeah. Ferguson spoke very highly of him, though. Yeah. Seem to remember. Um, Interesting one, because as we mentioned, well, as you mentioned, Richard, in the England episode, Iran are 20th in the world, which was Mm. a massive surprise to me and Rob. And I'm sure yourself as well. What are we thinking? Are we thinking they deserve the ranking? Are we thinking that's a bit odd? I think if you look at Iran... In the last tournament, they're actually a little bit unlucky because they won one, drew one, lost one in the group. And that quite often gets you through. Mm. And actually, they're only knocked out by a late Spanish equaliser against Morocco. And if Spain hadn't got that equaliser, they would have got through. So, and you know, they've been at five tournaments. They're not World Cup novices. So maybe there is some truth in here and, and Carlos Querios being Alex Ferguson's mate. I mean... I think we've got to have a manager's section as well in Roger Miller's last chance saloon. He's, <laughs> he's definitely in there. I mean, he's 69. He's not the oldest. We're coming on to that later. He's And he was born in Mozambique. Now, you don't get many people born in Mozambique leading a World Cup side. So, yeah, Carlos is in there. And I think we will have to remember probably their most glorious moment, which is their first ever World Cup game. Um, and after Rob's comment, remind me what happened in that game. So it was out in Argentina, wasn't it? And Iran 
gave Scotland the lead through a semi-comical, well, actually a fully comical own goal. <laughs> but then what happened, Rob? What was it? Uh, it's before my time. <laughs> I think I've looked at a, a grainy like, video of it. and um, like an equaliser? There was an equaliser, but it wasn't just an equaliser. It was an equaliser thread through Alan Ruff's near post, which he seemed to have completely absented, although he was there. <laughs> and that was their first World Cup point. So, good old Scotland, thank you for doing that. Well, look, we are nothing if not very inclusive. Of course. Consistent. Consistently yeah. inclusive. In terms, That's the best. In terms of the Scots I was talking, the Scots at World Cup tournaments are very consistent. Yeah, there, there is that. And, yeah, we, we don't need to go into the fact that they're the team that have been in the World Cup the most and never, ever qualified out of the group. We're not going to mention... Well, hang on. This isn't the Scotland episode. <laughs> okay, sorry. When When is the Scotland episode again? Yeah, we'll do that, you know. <laughs> it's all... Yeah, just, just yeah. you wait. Right, sorry. Um, we, sorry. we touched upon uh, quite a uh, lot of needle, potentially, in the last mm. episode between Ghana and Uruguay. Uh, looking at a, one particular fixture in this group that you might... Um, also attribute a little bit of needle to. What are we thinking about that one? Yeah, um, we're talking major needle because we've got, uh, I mean, Iran start against England, move on to Wales, and then the mother of all games, Mark II, against the USA. So there's obviously um, some political background to this, which has shifted since they last played back in um, whenever it was, uh, 98. But, you know, they're still at loggerheads, aren't they, Iran with the USA? And if you remember, there was this big thing just before the game in 98 where the teams would meet and, and come together. And the Iranians said, well, we're not doing that. So they, yeah, I think the, the Americans, they came out with sort of white poppies or something and gave them, I'm sure it's some sort of insult, but um, they were pretending <laughs> to be nice. I thought they should have, you know, maybe brought on some white doves and let them go. But no, they went with the white poppies or whatever they were. So it was it was very tense because that was, you know, the Iran-Iraq war and all that sort of stuff. But in the end, Iran did beat the USA 2-1. And, and they enjoyed that as much as Adam's going to enjoy Ghana giving it to Uruguay. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. Well, um, in terms of key men, what would we say going into this? I don't think there's many household names for our no. listeners. Not really, but um, one name stands out that I can't oh. pronounce. Oh, Jahanbach. <laughs> Jahanbach, I think. So he's at Fire Nord. He was, was he not at Brighton? At Brighton. I thought he was yeah, a Brighton yeah, player, yeah. So, and we've got um, Godos, who's been at Brentford, occasional appearances, but again, difficult to assess a squad which you don't really see a lot of. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, my Turanian TV isn't working at the moment, so I haven't been <laughs> checking up on the Iranian leagues. But, um, I mean, they have got quite a lot of diaspora around Europe. I think quite a few of them play in Germany. Uh, I'm afraid I've done another expected group rather than, oh, they've got a chance. But, you know, again, put it in your diaries. Iran, USA. It'll it'll be tasty, let's face well, it. Some, some of them are uh, coalescing very nicely into being group three of three, uh, game three of three, rather, in the group. So uh, there, there could are, be a, lot, yeah. a lot riding on a lot of these uh, needle-heavy matches. 
Yeah, yeah forget England Wales. Don't watch England Wales because it'll be simultaneous. <laughs> watch Iran USA. The fi- no, viewing figures for that will be massive. Yeah. yeah, the very best groups are always one, one, one. Always those yeah, groups yeah, yeah. are brilliant. That go all the way and you can't be separated. So could it happen in this one? Possibly. I, I, I think be. the English are going to be knackered after a, you know, just relentless football for what seems like an eternity now. But the Welsh would be the same. So it would be, oh, I'm not going to say it. The USA and Iran together. <laughs> You're not saying that. As a resident betting man, I'm not saying that. No, no I'm, not. I'm, I'm sure Rob's thinking, yes, that would be perfect. Look, I am entirely neutral when it comes to these sorts of things, as well, you know. Okay. Yeah. He um, says that with an American wife, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. and that's, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I now solely, have to solely with, <laughs> with game I, I two now, in mind, <laughs> and I have to reveal that I'm married to a Scot. So, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Well, just don't don't talk to her about Alan Alan Ruff. I suppose <laughs> would be my advice. We we haven't we haven't gone into Alan Ruff very much. <laughs> Obviously, Jim Layton we talk about all the time, but Alan. Hey, Ruff, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll probably do for our round preview then, uh, Richard. If you'd like to take it away with our daily quiz question indeed so uh one iranian player you will have heard of hopefully is ali dai because he held the world record for the number of international goals before old pesky cristiano ronaldo broke it quite recently so the question is very simple how many goals did ali dai score for iran so to run that past you again. Ali Dai held the world record for the number of international goals. How many goals did Ali Dai score in his international career for Iran? All right. Thank you, Richard. Well, um, all these questions will be added to our blog post uh, on which you can find uh, the full quiz uh, at the end of the run. Uh, we'll ask you to submit all the answers to us and the person who has the most rights, or if you all get the same amount of rights, it'll be a draw. Um, we'll win a sweet of Halcyon Books. You can see all those on our website. Um, But for now, uh, thank you very much, Ad. Thank you very much, Richard. And we'll be back tomorrow for another episode.